Recorded in the studios at Mad Sky and Associates at 125 West Sunbridge Drive in Fayetteville. Produced by Brian Dean, it is time for the fastest hour in high school sports. This is the Ox and Oz Show. And now, here's your host, Mr. Jeff Oxford and Coach Randy Osnes. All right, I want to welcome everybody to the Ox and Oz Show. I'm Jeff Oxford. I'm joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Osnes, and, and of course, Brian Dean. He's over there. He's being the engineer on this here thing. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Just uh, enjoyed the holidays, and uh, and be honest with you, boys, I, I kind of missed you. I mean, we let let one go last week. We we had the holidays. Everybody spent time with their family, and, and we weren't together. And, and Hawks thinks I'm lying about it, but gosh, every once in a while, I do kind of miss you, boys. How's that? Is that sappy enough for you? It was for me. <laughs> Unbelievable, Coach. Hey. I'm not doing very good, Coach. Thank you for asking. Oh, here we go. We forgot. I mean, first yeah, sure first show after Christmas sure break. Let me tell you, Coach, I got people, – people are funny, man. You know, they say people are creatures or habits. Let me tell you what I got a problem with. What's that, buddy? You know, people people get all they, – they, they make millions of dollars, and they forget, they forget small people. They win awards. They forget small people. I was supposed to go eat with some people on Saturday. That's very true. And all of a sudden, Saturday morning, this dude, he cancels. And, you know, here he is. He wins the golf coach of the year. <laughs> we're we're going to bring that sudden, up. All of a sudden, he don't have time to go eat. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so, going to tell you exactly so what happened. So first off, oh, let yeah. me say, oh, let me gosh, say Coach Alvis, congratulations on winning golf coach of the year. <laughs> and... Second of all, I can't believe it went to your head that quick. Boy, it was quick, wasn't it? Hey, does that make softball and then golf like back to back? I'm, I'm not even talking. I, I will tell you guys this: <coughs> it, it's a great honor, and, and what it means, I had the opportunity to coach great players, both on the boys' side and the girls' side, and, and very fortunate. And yes, I apologize about Saturday night. That was a, you know, Christmas. We had a situation where there were some people sick at the family get-together, and I guess everybody went home, and 24 hours later, virtually everybody that was at the Christmas deal was sick. I was sick all through my birthday. Uh, 24 hours, feeling good. And if, if not, we wouldn't be together right now, boys. I'm telling you, it was it was not good for a lot of folks. But I uh, I apologize, and the plan is, Ox, that we're going out to eat again this next weekend, and hopefully everybody can get back together, and we'll celebrate my birthday a week late. Happy birthday, Coach. I'm busy. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> hey, I, I give you a hard time, but I do. I want to congratulate you, man. That, that's a that's an awesome deal. We, you know, you sat right in here and you said that that um, the the sheets come out where you had to turn in, uh, you know, people for coaches for uh, coach of the year honors. Um, so obviously there was more than one person. I mean you. You probably nominated yourself, but more than one person voted for you. I'm going to be honest. So, I did not vote for myself for so, golf coach of so. the year. There's a lot of guys out there that do a really good job. And, uh, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We have great kids at Farmington. Everybody, I think, knows that. And I, and I know at the other schools it, it's the same fact. I'm just kind of biased because that's the guys that I coach and the girls right. that I coach. And, uh, and because of them, I, I got that honor. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I get the phone call telling me that you won that, and I thought – I've yeah, you've played I've, golf with me I've before, seen, you know. I've seen this dude play golf, man. <laughs> That's what like, I'm saying. It's like the me, guys but, and girls that I coach, like, there's no doubt. It would be me getting the diving coach. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> did, did you get them to the water, Bob? I mean, that's what. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, hey, all right. Hey, coach, got a lot of stuff lined up for the for tonight. We're going, we're going to talk a little esports, 
and uh, we're going to talk a little high school bowling. Um, well, as we have, uh, I mean, at the eSports, uh, Jared Morrison, the coach at Farmington, is going to be with us tonight and kind of explain some things yep. to you and I. Of course, you know, nothing's above the engineer, the, the producer of this show, Brian Dean, but for yeah. you and I, uh, playing this game like Rocket League or League of Legends, we don't know a whole lot about it, but the guy that actually got this pushed uh, forward into the state of Arkansas with AAA, his name's Adrian Risley, is actually a graduate from Northwest Arkansas High School here, and we're going to get the opportunity to talk to him, and then I believe uh, Kelly Matthews at Gentry, the bowling coach. That's, that's right, the bowling coach, and, and so a lot of good things coming on tonight, and uh, hey, before we dive off into, into high school sports, it's kind of been a, a, a little... High school sports been a kind of a slow period right now. You had Christmas, holiday, basketball tournaments. But, boys, I know we don't talk college sports very often, Coach. A lot of excitement on the hill oh, over, my goodness. over the last little bit. You know, we've, we've been very fortunate here. We've had uh, Coach Neighbors on, on the show with us. Uh, the, the things that he and his staff are doing out there and those girls, the way they're playing is just phenomenal. And, and then you take, uh, you know, Coach Musselman and what he's doing with, with those guys this year, winning at Indiana last night. And how cool was it? I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter or not, but how many people were actually at the airport when those guys flew in last night? How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, we, I, haven't, I haven't seen that in a long time right. uh, in hoops and, and definitely not in some of the other programs. But, you know, used to, and I hate saying this, uh, you know, we're not a college uh, podcast, high school, but, you know, used to about halfway through football, you'd be saying, okay, now let's just get to baseball season. And now all of a sudden this is going on up here on the hill, and that's cool stuff, and that's the way it should be. Right. You know, you, people want to go watch the, the women play, the men play, and so on, in every sport. And you just don't want to go from halfway through fall all the way to spring saying, okay, now let's just get to this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think what those guys are doing and, and the women up there, phenomenal. Let me tell you this, Coach. Uh, you know, Coach Neighbors, we, we talked about when he was on. That's but him and I are roommates. We were old roommates. So, of course, I go to every Lady Razorback game. I'm at the game yesterday, and here comes – Coach Pittman and his wife. Now, here, here's a dude, the, the football coach, makes $3 million. He's sitting right up there amongst us watching the Lady Razorbacks, you know. And it's cool to see. Oh, that's awesome. You know. That's and, and I so, think that's the reason why this state is going to get behind this football program again yeah. because of the type of man that he is and, and the family man that he is. And, yeah. so, and I think the kids see that. And, and you know as well as I do, and so do you, Brian. The football players, uh, the, the basketball players, the athletes, student athletes, you can't fool them. They know you. You know, you're around right. them however many hours a day, uh, you know, whether it be an athletic situation, practice situation, educational situation. They know who you are, and they're going to buy into you based on do they know who you are. Yeah, right. And I think they're going to well, know who Sam Pittman I'm, is. I'm going <coughs> to leave you with these two things I seen Coach Pittman do yesterday. I seen him before the game when they were warming up. I seen him walk over, shake Coach Neighbor's hand, and wish him luck. There you go. And then throughout the game, you couldn't help but notice little kids going over to – to coach, Coach Pittman, and he would take a picture with him, you know. Personable. Yeah. Personable. So, so great guy. I'm, I'm excited about what's happening on the Hill. And when you look at Northwest Arkansas, folks, if you if you a sports lover, what's – It's man, coming back. You, yeah. You, you're in a I was, great spot. And that's the thing, you know, talking about this, and you, you mentioned it coming back. It's been a long time since we've seen something like that, it's something like this transpire. And it's good to see it back. And Because and, I remember days when, when Coach Nutt was here that he would be, he would be out at ba baseball games, softball games, basketball games, and that sort of thing. So it's good to see that that camaraderie come back amongst the other the other sports on the hill. And, I mean, it just brings a whole nother, a whole nother atmosphere 
to yeah. not only Northwest Arkansas but to the entire state. Well, one last one last thing on that. I mean, the the guy or the staff that's putting all this together. I mean, you can't forget about your check. I mean, what the job that yeah. he's doing by putting these people in place. And uh, not only are they great coaches, but they seem like they're really quality people. Yeah. All right. Well, I tell you what. Let's take a let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back in. And and I tell you what, we're, we're probably going to dive in. Let's see. Uh, let's see if we can't get Kelly Kelly Matthews on the line. Do a little high school bowling. Sounds great. And we'll be right back with the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. Are you pressed for time and need something to eat? Look no further than Simple Simon's Pizza right here in Farmington. Located at 56 Yukon Way right behind the First Security Bank, Simple Simon's Pizza is open Sunday through Thursday from 11 to 9 and Friday and Saturday from 11 to 10. If you're really hungry, stop on by during their lunch buffet times of 11 to 2, 7 days a week and a family night dinner buffet every Tuesday from 5 to 8. Armed with various styles of pizza, salad, and calzones, Simple Simon's Pizza has something for everyone. Simple Simon's Pizza is a proud supporter of the Ox and Oz podcast. When you go see them, tell them Ox and Oz sent you. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, everybody, I want to welcome everybody back to the Ox and Oz Show. I'm Jeff Oxford, joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Oz's Coach, guess, guess who I got on the line now? Well, I mean, you, you've had some great guests already tonight. Who else do we have tonight? Coach, I have this girl here, graduate of Gentry. She was a yep. great basketball player at Gentry. And she, friend of mine, Kelly Matthews. She is the bowling coach at Gentry, Coach. Well, Kelly, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Well, hey, Kelly, tell us, tell us, how did you get involved? With, what you got? Well, well, I was going to say, I, you, we talked about basketball first. I, I, Kelly, who was your basketball coach in high school? Scotty Nolan. Scotty Nolan. There you go. Everybody love loves Scotty Nolan. Scotty Nolan. Hey. We all love Scotty you Nolan. Betcha. I want to get Scotty on there. I want to get that name on there before you said anything else about bowling. I love can, Scotty's can, death. Can you imagine Scotty Nolan and Jim Stafford? It would be awesome. Huh? Yeah. I've seen them together before. Oh, Actually, had a conference Farmer. meeting. Yeah, and, and even Farmer. Farmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what a group right there. Oh, I goodness. seen Coach Stafford yesterday. Come walking up and hit me upside the back of the head. You know, he, he's always he's been kind of mean like that. Well, you probably needed it anyway. I did so. not. Kelly, I'm sorry we got sidetracked there. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Tell me, though, tell me. I know this. I know, but nobody else does. How, how did you get involved in bowling? Um, my dad came home and decided he was building a bowling alley. So we've had a bowling alley in Gentry for 36 years. Well, that's awesome. And it's uh. You know, when high school bowling started up, I'm like, hey, you know, we need to do this. 
I couldn't get my dad to build a tree house. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that builder digging bowling alley. How about that? Yeah. So 36 awesome. years. So, okay, when you start talking about high school bowling, how, how many is on a team? Um, you have six that bowls varsity at one time. Um, and, like, for conference, you can take nine. I usually carry 12 and 12, 12 boys and 12 girls. Okay. But for the actual match, there's six. And so is a is a when you have a match. So are are you broke? I mean, is it six? We bowl. It's it's up to the home home alley or the home. I can't don't say court. Your home alley gets to decide whether you put all six of your players on one set, and you're bowling against the other teams on another set. Or sometimes we break them into three and three. But um, you do boys and girls all at the same time, and we'll do two regular games. And it's strictly, it's all scratch bowling, it's total pins. And then you do a Baker's, we do two Baker's games after that during our just normal matches. And okay, a hold, hold, hold on now. Coach Aldis, you, you I lost. Threw my, I threw my hands up. Right <laughs> I was lost, lost right there, it? Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, so so Baker's, uh, what's that? A Baker's is five bowlers bowl one game. So okay. your first bowler bowls the first frame and the sixth frame. Oh, it there we go. Really it's like simple. scramble golf. That's what it would be. It seems simple till you try it, and then it's it's really a challenge. I would say, especially with the three of us sitting here at this table tonight, <laughs> that, you know, I, I've seen you bowl. God bless you, Ox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this ain't about me, man. Okay, so so two, you do two bakers. What'd you call it, bakers? What? Yeah, we do two regular games, and then we do take two baker matches oh, at okay. each of the. Okay. Anything at anything other than conference in the state. Okay, so how many? How do you how do you determine a winner? That's four games. It's um, all total pins. Oh. So there's a lot of paperwork that people, even my parents are like, why is it, why are you so stressed when you get home? I'm like, there's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, there would be. There would be. Because you have to write down amount. everybody's scores, the other team's scores. You have to keep running totals. Now, do you have to do you have to turn this in to the state, or do you guys no, have like a conference? Really, bowling's kind of one of those things. I call it competitive practice for the first ten matches. You're allowed to have ten matches, and then you have conference and state. But really, it's not. It doesn't. You don't have to win a certain amount of matches to be able to be placed at conference. Okay. Conference is its own beast. It's set up where they take the top five teams. When you bowl conference, they'll take the top five teams and then they toss all those scores out and then they'll take six other individuals that weren't on any of those five top teams. And those so those go to state? Those will make it to state, yeah. Ah. So it's individual and team. Okay. It's its own it's a weird <coughs> Well, golf golf is kinda of set up the same I would way. Say golf's the only yeah. thing I can think of that might be similar to how they do it. So you were talking about your conference who else in your conference, Coach? Um well, last year they had tried, AAA had messed it around, and we used to be 4A, 5A, but then last year they messed it, or changed it, I better shouldn't say messed it up. But they I'll put say it for you. Hey, Ox his hands up over 3A, here. 3A, 2A, 1A last year, right. and then just 4A was by themselves, which is, is what we're in, and then 5A, but this year they went back to having 4A, 3A. And so our conference, we're going to have Bauxite, Central Arkansas Christian, Clarksville, Elkins, Jesseville, Lamar, Lincoln, Mayflower, Ozark, and Perryville on our side, on the west side. 
So when you when you have a match, um, and I assume that you try to get as many home matches as possible, but will you drive to Jesseville? No, we don't have to bowl any of those until conference. Okay. And actually, okay. we do most of our matches away because we're Wood Lanes here, and we're the only house that's Wood Lanes. So my kids practice on wood every week, but we like to go bowl on synthetics. So that'd be like a baseball team playing on dirt all week and all of a sudden going to the turf. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, Makes sense. it is. It's, yeah. it's different. And so, and I also, you don't have to bowl within your conference because we'd only have Elkins that's in Elkins and Lincoln. So we actually bowl a lot of the big schools. We bowl Rogers and Heritage and uh, Fayetteville. Okay. Hey, we bowl the big ones. Hey, Coach, I got to ask. Which one's harder to bowl on? The the like your lanes or the or the synthetic wood takes a little bit more you've got to if you can bowl good on wood then you can bowl on synthetics then if you're practicing on wood then right my kids are good spare shooters uh-huh. because they know how to adjust and yeah. they're they're good at and now there's some of the schools i give props out to it's i think heritage heritage and Benville west they come over they, and they really enjoy coming over to the wood lanes, and they figure it out. The kids are much more resilient than adults would be. Right. The kids will come and not get quite as frustrated as an adult would be, and they, they figure out how to move and how to adjust. So when when is bowling season? Bowling season starts, I want to say November, right after Thanksgiving, and we are done by February 15th usually. Oh, so it's going right now. Yeah, it's gone. We started our first match was December 3rd. Our last scheduled match is January 30th. And then we have conference and state just bam, bam. I mean, it's quick. It's kind of fast. And okay. You, you know how, like, basketball uh, has Tuesday, Fridays. Do, do right. y'all have a set day that, that that is a bowling day? We do ours mainly Tuesday and Thursday, but it's it's more for my convenience. Because it has the house. I've, I'm in a weird position of being the house and the coach. I know what works best for us here. Yes. And so you, it's one of those things you can't just do it because it's not at school. You have to kind of work around the house's leaks and what they may have coming in. So I see. I see. We do most of them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It gets a little tough in Rogers because they have a big Tuesday league that comes in. So we have to really not get not mess around much to get done so, when we go there. <clears throat> So, 5 o'clock start time, 6 o'clock? We start at 4. Oh, my We gosh. start at 4 that, that way because most leagues start at 6.30 or 7. So, we so you guys are normally done by the time the league starts? Yeah, and that's why we only do the two games and the two bakers during the normal matches because at State we'll bowl three games to get a three-game series, and that's how they get the individual awards, like your gold, silver, and bronze for state championship individual. Now, I know this You have to have a three-game series. I know it's going to sound like a dumb question, but, you know, like if you go out for football, you know, they provide you with the pads and the helmets and so on. What do you guys provide as far as uh, as far as a bowling situation? As the I mean, house, it's another advantage I have being, being here. Um, we have a lot of our bowlers that have donated equipment, like, and we just, whatever we can get it for, we sell it straight to the kids. That's awesome. We don't, dad drills it all up free. And most of the bowling alleys around there, they work with them. And oh, that's uh, good stuff. a lot of the a lot of your league bowlers, I mean, the, the sport needs to survive. So a lot of the league bowlers will donate their older equipment, or if they get new stuff, they give it over to the kids. 
Oh, that's awesome. So, so coach, if is there a spot that a sp is there a spot where a person can go and see a schedule? Like, it, let's say Coach Osnes and I want to come watch a, a match. Where can we find? Is there a place we can go find a schedule? Um. Well, I can send you one. I don't know about the other schools. For some reason this year, ours is not on the one that they send out to all the schools that always have, they do each season. Yeah. Bowling and bowling and um, cheer is not on Gentry's schedule. I'm not exactly sure why, and I don't know. Do they put this on a AAA website, everybody's schedule? Um, I, bet, I, I doubt that each yeah. school's schedules are on there. Okay. Um, I sent ours in to, you know, to our people, but I don't know if it's on AAA. Yeah, well, there's something I'll, else I'll you and I can. And I couldn't find it. There's something else you and I can kind of publicize a little bit. I'll yeah. send Jeff a copy of ours. That'd be great. Yeah. Because yeah. we've got Bentonville West and Fayetteville and Elkins and Salem and Haas and Heritage coming up for us. Uh, well, we would uh, don't look, don't be surprised if you you look up and you see us come walking through the door. Hey, so. it's an interesting. You will be even our league people that are used to bowling. They they come and like here we have scorekeepers come and they'll be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's noisy and it's loud and it's. <laughs> I have to tell you, the first year I coached down, we got down to conference, and when you get ready to do Bakers, you know, bowling's a little bit like, I mean, it's not as quiet as golf, but it is, you don't yell like you do in basketball and football. Well, they do down at conference. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. You get ready to do Bakers, and there's no lane courtesy. Everybody stands up there, and it is, I said, I came home, and I, and I told Mom, I said, it was like, you know, a last-second free throw for a state title and time was out, and that was, it was so loud in there Yeah, that first year. And I said, so now we t we get we practice with noise because oh, <laughs> you, you have to be used to it. Yeah. Hey, real quick, can you tell us about some of your players? Well, I've got I've got a lot of seniors. This is going to be a tough year for us because eighty percent of both well more than that both of my teams are made up of all seniors. But I've had these kiddos since freshman year. My son is a senior, so it's the group that came in, and they're all going to be done. But um, on a girls' team, we won state last year, and we also were runner-up in 2018 and I believe 2017. So they were they were won it pretty bad last year. I have um, a senior. I have Victoria Barnes and Madison Stanfield. Madison Stanfield won gold individual last year. I have Carissa Goosens, and she was bronze medal winner. I have Andy Holt, and then I have Maya Feathers and Hitako Zing, that is um, seniors. So um, when you only have six making up the team, when you got all seniors, it, it gets you a little worried. Wow. Yeah. And my boys are the same. Um, my son, Dane, won gold last year for individual. The boys didn't quite make it. They were 56 pins out of first. That's how tight competition wow. was last year. They were like fifth i think and first was literally a strike and two spares away wow 56 pins between first and fifth yeah it was it was it was a tight one and dane ended up individual gold yeah. but this year i've got luke fox as a senior dane matthews charlie reams joseph fuller brandon jones ezra I. woods they're all seniors <laughs> so and i have a couple of freshmen that are going to step up though i have landon landon mcleese and robert baker and I've got some eighth graders that come and practice, not for the team yet, but I've got some eager eighth graders. Well, that, that's that's awesome. That, I mean, you well, know. you gotta. Have, I said when you have that many seniors getting ready to leave, you gotta have gotta worry about next year. Right, right. Well, I just want to point out, Coach Osnes, 
She won the state championship last year. You was runner-up. She runner-up the year before. You was runner-up in softball <laughs> also. Hey, you moved up a book. You moved up in my book, Kelly. Hey, I, I Anybody that can talk, the girls Coach are going to do it. I like We've it. got a good chance of, of sweeping it again this year. That's awesome. My boys' team is really solid. Uh, I think this is the first year, and I've coached since my my oldest started, and he's 23. So I've been doing nine years maybe. And I think this year, as far as depth, I have the most depth on the boys' team. Well, Coach Osnes, you got anything else? No, I just think it's an awesome story, Kelly. And, you know, God bless your dad for coming in. You know, a lot of dads will come in and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to build you a batting cage. <laughs> and your dad comes in and says, I'm going to build a bowling alley. I, I mean, well, this, you this know, is awesome. I think he probably second guesses that wisdom a lot of days. Oh, he's, I, I think 70, it's, he's 78, and he still works his piney off. I think it's a phenomenal story. And not only that, <laughs> then you pick the reins up and you become the coach. And, you know, I imagine from listening to you speak and so on, there's a lot of things that, that are given to these kids uh, through you guys or donated through you guys because of what your dad said when he came in that day and said, hey, we're going to build a, you know, a bowling alley. It's I mean, it's, it's great for the community. It sure has. I mean, that, that is a phenomenal yeah. story. Well, yeah. you know, um, the bowling alleys don't get paid. Yeah. I mean, they that's kind of like golf courses whenever yeah, you take a high school team out. Free. Yeah, it's It's um you do it because you love it. Yeah. yeah. And like I always tell people, they're like, well, how can you do it? It takes so much time. And, you know, I said, well, because our bowlers, your, your league bowlers get older. There's got to be a future for the bowling sport itself somewhere. Well, not only that, the, the lessons that these kids, are, that you're teaching that you probably don't even know that you've taught these kids that, you know, later on in life, they're going to realize, hey, I learned this because I played on a team sport. And I went in and worked at something and I got better at it because I practiced at it. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of kids that aren't necessarily the big sport kids. Yeah. I have ones. Now, I do have them that are athletes that play every sport there is, and they excel in all of them. But then I have some that bowling's all they do, but it gives them that they get to be included in something. And some of them don't even think they would like sports. And I'm like, hey, it's different. You could eat at halftime. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, and here's a great thing. I told I mean, Charlie Reeves. I told Charlie Reeves. But, hey, this is pretty cool, huh? What other sport can you eat in between? Yeah. Well, not only that. You can eat and have a Coke in between and still still do your thing. And you're coaching a lifetime sport. I mean, these kids, yes, this is, is something they can do for many, many years. Uh, you know, you can't I do that for football or basketball, but this you can. I, I tell them, I said, hey, when you get into college and you start wanting to go out, with, go out on dates and stuff, it's a lot easier to say, hey, let's go bowling. I said, you're not going to find many, many people wanting to go throw a football around too much after school <laughs> if you're not. That's you very know, true. Yeah. You can bowl forever. Well, Kelly, I sure appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, and you know, I always enjoy visiting with you. And, and of course, I want to wish your team luck. And, well, thank uh, you. And, like I said, don't be surprised if you don't see uh, – look up and see Coach Osnes and I walk in one day because there's, there's a lot of things that we don't get to see over here at Farmington because we don't do them. No, but, uh, we will be at, we'll be at Fatville on January 9th. Again, we'll be bowling with Fatville and Elkins at Ozark. At Ozark? If, is that yep. at 4 o'clock? That'll be a 4 o'clock on a January Thursday. January 9th, 4 o'clock. Thursday night on January 9th. That'll probably be the one Coach Osnes and I walk in on. Okay. But, uh, hey, we, we appreciate you. And after the season, of course, we'll keep up with after the season, though. We, we, we'd probably like to have you back on and talk about how, how the season ended up. Okay, because we've got conference in Little Rock and state in Cabot. Ah, okay. So our, our group kind of got the short straw on, on traveling, but the kids like it. It's just... We're not real local this time. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right.
right, Coach Austin, you got anything? Kelly, thanks for all you do, not only coaching for them, but, you know, opening up that, that bowling lane. And if you get the opportunity, tell your dad what he did was phenomenal and, and it's a great story, and we appreciate you. Yeah. Okay, I will. All right, all right. Thank, thank you, Kelly. Oh, you're welcome. And we'll be right back with the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. Are you pressed for time and need something to eat? Look no further than Simple Simon's Pizza right here in Farmington. Located at 56 Yukon Way right behind the First Security Bank, Simple Simon's Pizza is open Sunday through Thursday from 11 to 9 and Friday and Saturday from 11 to 10. If you're really hungry, stop on by during their lunch buffet times of 11 to 2, 7 days a week and a family night dinner buffet every Tuesday from 5 to 8. Armed with various styles of pizza, salad, and calzones, Simple Simon's Pizza has something for everyone. Simple Simon's Pizza is a proud supporter of the Ox and Oz podcast. When you go see them, tell them Ox and Oz sent you. With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, whenever you're ready there, Brian Dean. All right, everybody, I want to welcome everybody back to the Ox and Oz Show. I'm Jeff Oxford, joined by my good buddy, Coach Randy Oz's coach. Guess who I got on the line right now? Who we have this week? Well, all right, now, I really didn't want to bring this dude on. You was one of what you all buddy-buddy with him, but I know how he'd be sarcastic. <laughs> he's really not sarcastic. Yeah, he's sarcastic. We've never had a guest on here. Hey, he's been this one here, though, this dude, Jared Morrison, <laughs> got him, him on here. And also, now, Adrian Risley. Now, that guy, he's straight up. He's good. But that's that Morrison guy, that's the one we're going to have to handle with gloves tonight, Coach. <laughs> hey, hey, fellas, we, we, we want to thank you all for joining us. Glad to be here. I, I'm used to being introduced as the Burger King All-American. Well, see, yeah. that, that was mine for about yeah, six yeah, months, and I yeah. think I moved down to Wendy's. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. well here's the deal, Morrison. I, now that I've got internet – <laughs> I looked it up, and they said you was Taco Bueno. <laughs> oh, Taco Bueno, All-American, and Taco Bueno went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, they did. That means you back to being normal like me. <laughs> so, hey, Coach Osnes, last week we got in talking about all the sports that were sanctioned by the AAA. And, and one of them was eSports. What, eSports. Hey, you know, where, you, where you, you play video games. Jared Morrison is the dude that's over that in Farmington. So I, I, I want to know how this works. Coach, tell us a little bit about what's going on, how this got started, and, and you know, what all's involved as far as the, uh, the season, the makeup of the game, so on and so on, if you can, please. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best, and then Adrian can fill in the gaps. Um, you know, I am the coach at Farmington at the high school, and it's, uh, it's grades 7 through 12, and basically anybody can participate. It's co-ed. 
Uh, right now, uh, the AAA through uh, a company called Playverses offers uh, two different games that we can play. Uh, one of them is League of Legends, and uh, the other one is Rocket League. And so we'll have practices um, about twice a week. Uh, one of those games is played on Tuesdays is the day we have our matches, and then uh, the other is on Thursday. So normally what we'll do is we'll, we'll bring the kids in, all of them, and uh, one group who, you know, say League of Legends will practice on Tuesday and they'll play on Thursday. And then the Rocket League does just the opposite of that. Uh, but it's uh, the, both of those those games are very uh, cooperative, team-based games. You can't you know be good at those by just having one person who's good at the at the game. Team, and I think that's why they pick those games is because uh, they require a lot of teamwork. But basically, the school um, we provide the equipment. Some schools kids bring their own equipment in as far as their their computers. Uh, at Farmington, we provide it for them. Uh, the kids come in, all they bring is their keyboards and their mice, and uh, they hook up, use the school's internet. Uh, the, the games, the matches have to be played from school, so the kids can't play at home. Um, play Versus provides those kids an account for those games that they can use. Uh, they're totally unlocked, which is a big deal for the, for those games, um, to have them that are fully unlocked and have all the champions unlocked, um, and especially in League of Legends. But uh, basically, uh, it's just it's competitive. Uh, we do... Um, We'll play other schools from around the state uh, every week. It's, it's you know we play a different school. Uh, we've played you know people from all over. Um, but I'll, I'll let Adrian talk a little bit about, about how it kind of got started and, and where it all came from. Yeah, for sure. Uh, happy to jump in there. I, I think Jared definitely uh, covered covered his bases uh, in regards to kind of what it looks like from his perspective as a coach. Like from a high level at. As far as the leagues, uh, basically we run a spring and a fall league. So you're looking at two throughout the school year, um, and each are independent of each other, and each contain all the games that we offer. And we'll be offering more games in the future. Uh, we actually have some pretty exciting announcements uh, uh, coming out pretty soon uh, regarding that. But in general, uh, you know, we do, as Jared said, we do have, uh, you know, a lot of schools across the state. We don't necessarily break those up into divisions now, but the future uh, could hold a lot of different options. It'll be interesting to see how this grows. But right now, all the schools and teams that participate in the state uh, basically play against each other in one giant league. Uh, and at the end of the regular season, we end up, we go about eight to nine weeks, uh, and every team plays, you know, one game per week. And by the end of that regular season, uh, we have a nice ladder and a rank uh, of those teams, and we will take, say, the top 32 teams into the playoffs, uh, which will actually begin next week, I believe, um, for our fall season. So next week we'll we'll take off in the playoffs uh, and hopefully crown a, a champion for each game. Uh, Adrian, um, if we can step back just a second, my understanding is that you used to be the technology director at Lincoln. Is that correct? That is correct. So, yeah, so born and raised, actually. Even graduated from that. You're, you're a Lincoln grad. Well, I am a Lincoln grad. Right. I was uh, I was coached by uh, someone that uh, I, I play traditional sports as well, but I also uh, obviously love gaming. Um, I will say that there's uh, there's a coach in my life that you guys may have heard of. His name's Kevin Osnes. Um, I don't know. You might know him. Let maybe. me tell you, he's the good one of the family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I heard. Yeah. I might be biased. Yeah. I mean, no offense, but. You know, I'm just going off hearsay. So, so now, how did you end up? How did you end up doing doing what you're doing now? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to jump into that. Honestly, I'm very passionate about this in general. You know, I when I was born, my family lived in Strickler. I don't know if you're familiar with Strickler, but yeah. you know, just outside of Hog Eye, 
Um, I don't think today, if you look it up online, that you will find a population listed today, much less, you know, 33 years ago. So um, basically, we worked our way into Lincoln. And as I was uh, kind of growing up and just starting in high school, I actually approached the technology director there, which at the time was Gene Kephart, and asked him for some help as I was trying to play games at home with my friends in person. I started inviting my friends over. We all brought our PCs together. Um, you know, back at that time, uh, they were huge. So, you know, we took up an entire room just for a couple of machines. But um, he actually taught me how to network machines together. We fast forward a few years. Uh, I'm the first to graduate, uh, you know, with a college degree in my family. I became a network engineer, a uh, uh, and eventually became the IT director there at Lincoln and then moved on to be the CTO at uh, Haas Hall Academy and uh, was trying to convince my athletic director uh, there that eSports was, going, was on the horizon and was going to be the next big thing. Um, and in trying to prove that argument, I actually came across this company called Play Versus, and I had just learned that they had partnered with the NFHS, NFHS, which is the National Federation of High School Activities Associations. And I just said, that's, that's pure gold. That's what I want to do. Um, I also coached volleyball there at Lincoln for about four years, I think. Um, so I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of really just getting kids engaged and involved at, at the high school level. And so I don't mind if that's traditional sports. I don't mind if it's eSports. I don't really care what it is. Uh, just getting kids involved is, is really where my heart is at. And so I moved to California. Um, Lived in Lincoln, my, my, well, lived there in northwest Arkansas my entire life until uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, moved my family out here and uh, now helping, you know, spread the word about esports and helping schools get their programs off the ground. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So when you said 32 teams are going to make the playoff, how many teams is there in Arkansas? Yeah, well, I don't have that number off the top of my head. And the difficult part about that is I know, um, I think, we announced, and AAA also said that we had about 240 schools on the wait list before this fall season started. Now, school, uh, students can sign up to play, although you know we do need a coach there. As Jared was mentioning, you've got to play out on campus, and we need a coach for the school. So we have many schools that are kind of on a wait list um, where we have students that want to play, um, and the schools are trying to put together programs, and that's really what yeah. I do is try to help them. You know, What do you do and what do you need to do? And also schools, each and every school can have multiple teams. So it's, it's tough. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but um, we're talking hundreds at this point. So um, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's much bigger than what I was thinking, Coach. It sure sounds like it. So you're talking about each school could have more than one team. How many kids make up a team? I mean, there's little things like this that we're sitting here. We, we actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Brian Dean, Oxford, myself. I mean, tell me a little bit more about what makes up a team. Yeah, well, uh, think of esports as really like an overarching uh, kind of uh, category. Think of it like track, really. Um, in track, you have many students participating, but they don't all necessarily do the same thing, right? And so we offer multiple games, and each game is really its kind of quote-unquote own competition or sport. Um, and so each game is a different. Rocket League um, is a three-player game. Uh, whereas League of Legends would be a five-player game. So uh, in those instances, uh, we do encourage subs because just like with traditional sports, um, you know, you, you will find reasons. You know, in working with teenagers in general, you will need subs. You will need someone to step in if someone can't make it. So, um, uh, you know, there's, a, there's even more kids, you know, on top of that. But the great thing about eSports is that you can have multiple teams as a school. So if you have 22 students uh, that are all interested in League of Legends, for example, 
Um, you could easily run four teams and have two players as alternates to jump in if needed throughout the season. So what you're saying is we could have a Farmington Red, a Farmington White, so on and so on. I mean, you could have many, many teams from one school. Yeah, yeah. That's the awesome. general strategy for coaches, yeah, it, it really helps. Again, at the end of the day, it's about getting kids engaged and involved. Um, you know, at their high school. And so, you know, it does provide a nice advantage for, for a coach uh, to kind of strategize around, you know, having an A team that they're really pushing for. Because when you go to playoffs, you can only send one team as a school, even if you have multiple teams, you know, rank very highly at the end of the uh, regular season. So usually coaches have one team that they're really focused on. But, you know, on game day, they get to let multiple teams all be playing at once, which really gives a good avenue for, I, I think, coaches in traditional sports would take that if it was doable you know it's just hard to have multiple fields or multiple courts where all of their kids can be playing and getting that that uh, game experience you know in preparation for next year so coach morrison how, how many how many kids do you have involved uh we had about 16 kids at farmington um most of those were rocket league uh, we had two rocket league teams um with, with about four to five kids per team um, depending on on the on the day of the you know which week you know you had we had a lot of kids that were involved in other activities and so that would vary you know but we would always we, we never had to forfeit I don't think where we always had at least three on a team for those two rocket league teams and then we had one league of legends team with six kids on it okay and so, so altogether we had fifteen to sixteen okay so let's say uh, how does a match work Jared how I many how, yeah. how how's that happen. Yeah, from from the coach's perspective, I have a I have a dashboard on my computer that I log into uh, that lets me communicate with the with the coaches from the teams that I'm playing. Um, and so we might, you know, say uh, let's take a rocket league night. Uh, we're playing two matches that afternoon, um, and they'll be with two different schools. And so I'll be coordinating with one, you know, one coach from one school and another coach from another school. But really, the kids do a lot of the work. I, the coaches, we just kind of oversee and make sure everything's working. Um, but uh, uh, Play Versus has a has a dashboard set up for the kids, and they'll log in and um, to the Play Versus dashboard, and it will tell, okay, you're the home team, and then I, as a coach, have to set a team captain, and that team captain is the one who creates the match, and then he invites all the other players, and so that team that team captain will get, and it'll tell them on the Play Versus website, okay, you're going to be the orange team. And uh, you need to create a game, and here's the code that you use to create the game, and then you invite the other team. And so that's that's pretty much how it works. They all get into what's called a lobby, and they invite the other team, and they take sides, and then the match begins. And really, you know, since it's a video game, you don't have to have officials or referees. It's pretty much, you know, the video game takes care of that. And so a lot of it is, is run by the kids. And as a coach, um, I don't have a lot to do besides just make sure everything works smoothly and that, that there aren't having any issues. So, 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 Coach Morris, who's who's some of the kids on your team? Um, we had a lot of different kids. Um, you know, we had a, a, you know, just trying to think off the top of my head, Dallas Walker um, was one of those. He's a, a kid that worked for uh, that worked for uh, does a lot of stuff with our broadcast crew um, during football and basketball seasons. He came over and he he played. My son uh, was a rocket league player. Uh, we had uh, quite a few guys um, from the band um, that, uh, you know, Chase Hanford, uh, Zach Bowman, um, uh, just trying to think of them off the top of my head, who were on our uh, Rocket League, or excuse me, on our League of Legends team. Um, and they did pretty good. They made it to the third round of the playoffs, and, uh, and they were pretty competitive. And I think this next year, a lot of those kids are going to come back, and I think they're going to be pretty decent. Um, they, they like that game. They played a lot. They practiced together on their own. 
And uh, so I think they have a good chance of making it pretty deep into the playoffs this year. Well, that's awesome. So they made it to the lead eight. Yep. So let me ask you this. We're talking about 32 teams. There, there is just one classification. Everybody's, I mean, it's the entire state combined, correct? Yeah, yes. that's that's correct. It's called a Swiss format as far as if, if you look into tournament formats and you're kind of into those details. So in general, as you play throughout the season, each and every team, as they play, you know, they come out on a, on a game night with some type of win-loss record. And your opponents are scheduled throughout the season based on the win-loss record. So as teams uh, continue to succeed and win and win and win, they'll start getting placed up against other teams that have also been winning and vice versa for the more novice players, the ones that you know maybe have lost their first three or four matches, will start getting placed against other teams that have lost three or four matches. And it makes a good experience for everybody because you start playing you know more at your skill level, but at the end of the season, you are kind of on that ladder right around uh, you know the same teams that that are you know kind of match your your play style or at least your uh, uh, skill. So this is like basically in. A bunch of, I mean, a way to put this into perspective is a big old Xbox Madden tournament, only with different games. Yeah, yeah, That's correct. Brandy. Yeah, <laughs> a, a game is a game. You know, competition is competition uh, in any aspect of it. So you have one team on one side, another team on another, um, and we have a yeah a ton of them. They're just getting to getting to play vir- virtually. Um, thanks to a lot of uh, you know progression, especially now that I've, I'm out of Arkansas, it's nice to look back and see my home state. Um, We've made a lot of good strides, and a lot of schools have the appropriate bandwidth and equipment to already play the game. So uh, it was more just about, you know, finding a coach and, and letting these kids play. And I know that when I asked that question, I talked over two two heads by about 35,000 feet. So they have no idea what that question meant. But I think that's wrong. <laughs> hey, I was, right. get, I was getting ready to suggest, why don't the three of us yeah. go to Coach Morrison okay. and, and wherever our, our site is that, that we play these, why don't we set up and let's let's play one of these. In fact, we could do the podcast be, from right we there. We could be the Rocket League. We could be in the Rocket we League. We could. There's three of us yeah. here. Hey, yeah. you guys, well, you should play Rocket League. It's, we, a, it's a fun game. We I, could be I'm in Rocket League. We'd have to but you can up. pick it up pretty quick. Yeah, we'd have to come up with a team name. It'd have to be pretty simple to pronounce because Dean's on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one who just said he spoke over our head yeah, by 35,000 yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, now, I would not suggest that you pick up League of Legends and try to play it. It's a, it's a very complicated, very in-depth game. Well, we're, that we're, sounds like a challenge. There you go. Coach. There you go. Here's the deal. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're, I kinda, we're running I'm out of time here a little bit. But why don't you explain the two games that you're talking about? Because I know a lot of people, you know, said, okay, what kind of games do they play? And they were naming off other other games that you guys have not mentioned here. Tell us a little bit about Rocket League and maybe just a little bit about League of Legends. I, I can take Rocket League and I'll let Adrian do League of Legends because he's, he's the <laughs> League of Legends guy. Uh, Rocket League is it's, it's a simple concept, but it's, it's, it's harder to play than it is to, to understand. It's basically soccer. Um, it's a soccer game that you play with remote control cars. You've got a big arena. Each person controls a remote control car or truck, and uh, you're trying to score goals by knocking a ball into a goal. It's like soccer. See, Ox, um, we could do that. It's like herding yeah. cows with a ranger. There you go. <laughs> 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 Bump them in the butt. There we go. Nothing to it. Yeah, we got that. Um, but it, it, there's some – I watched some, some of our matches against in the playoffs against some other teams, and these kids do some crazy stuff. I mean, they're doing flips in the air and knocking the ball, you know, by jumping the car, knocking it in from, from the house. Apparently, the you've never seen Ox herd cattle. Do. Yeah, you've never seen me herd cattle, Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, like, nothing like a seven-foot guy out there herding cattle, huh? I can do it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to age you and explain the legends because it's a little bit more complicated. 
All right. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, the best analogy that I've come up with, which it's only somewhat going to help you, but in general, you're looking at a five-player team, and it's one team versus another, and both teams have a base on each side of a, a giant map, and they just run at each other, and the first team to be able to destroy the other team's base wins. However, the game is very, very deep in, in, in complexity. It's easy to play, but hard to master um, because there's so much that goes into it and there's so much teamwork. And the best analogy that I can really come up with is imagine playing chess um, except five versus five and there's no taking turns and everyone can move the pieces. Now, the pieces still have the rules. and They can still only go where they need to go. Um, but, you know, everyone can go at the same time. So reaction time uh, matters. You know, your teamwork matters if you're working as a team. Um, really, and Jared kind of hit on this early on, you can't play the game. that You may be the, the one of the best players in the state, but you really do need to rely on teamwork if you want to come out on top. Yeah, you're, we better not play that one, Coach. Yeah, I'm thinking we're out. <laughs> yeah, I'm back yeah. to the soccer game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, no, Rocket League's a great introductory game, for sure. And, and most students, if you know, a lot of kids consider themselves to be gamers. I think under 18, um, one of the latest uh, you know, Pew Research uh, studies that was released um, was around 80 or 90% of you know, teenagers today consider themselves to be gamers. And so a lot of students that you know, maybe don't play these games but play others, I usually recommend giving Rocket League a try first just because it's a, it's a little easier to grasp and understand and instantly uh, start competing. Well, guys, I'll tell you what, we, you know, we're all for anything high school sport-wise that, that gives kids more opportunities and takes up a little bit more of their time, and we think this is a great situation. And, Adrian, everything you've done coming from this area and moving out there to California and pushing this forward, we greatly appreciate. Uh, Ox, I know you got a few more things you want to talk to Coach Morrison about. I do not. <laughs> no, no, hey, hey that's, that's not hey, even right. <laughs> I, I, I want to thank you guys for joining us because when we started talking about this, I had no clue. And Coach Osnes brought it up, and I said, y'all crazy, man. They don't play no video games in school. And so, <laughs> so Co Coach Morrison, I'm serious. Oz and I are probably going to show up one of these nights and watch this. We're going to have to. Yeah, go ahead. And, hey, let me tell you what Osnes was asking. Oh, Coach Osnes was go. saying, Here's, here was how important it was. This is what went through. Is it do you have cheerleaders, and do they have a concession stand where he gets the popcorn? That was the plan. Hey, that's the nice thing about about uh, esports. It's one of the it's the only sport that you can really play and you know eat food from the concession stand at the same time. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a, we had a pizza party there at the, at, towards the end of the season. Uh, we just had it was just a practice matches that we were having with each other. But but uh, yeah, we were eating pizza and playing playing video games and competing and having a good time all at the same time. Well, guys, we we sure appreciate you taking the time uh, to to spend it with us and answer these questions because we had no clue. And, uh, no problem. And, and, yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Little, uh, after, after Oz and I kind of see what this is when we go see it, we, we may have some more questions. Oh, we may have a lot of questions. Yeah. And anything you guys want to shoot to us that, that we can kind of put out there on a podcast to promote this, uh, we'd gladly do so. And we can't thank you guys enough for what you're doing. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate you having us on. Uh, guys, th yep. th 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 thanks a lot for joining us. Guys, we're hey, going to take, take a break, and we'll, we'll be right back. And we'll be right back with the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. Are you pressed for time and need something to eat? Look no further than Simple Simon's Pizza right here in Farmington. Located at 56 Yukon Way right behind the First Security Bank, Simple Simon's Pizza is open Sunday through Thursday from 11 to 9 and Friday and Saturday from 11 to 10. If you're really hungry, stop on by during their lunch buffet times of 11 to 2, 7 days a week. 
and a family night dinner buffet every Tuesday from 5 to 8. Armed with various styles of pizza, salad, and calzones, Simple Simon's Pizza has something for everyone. Simple Simon's Pizza is a proud supporter of the Ox and Oz podcast. When you go see them, tell them Ox and Oz sent you. You can now get your print on at the Ozarks. As if the Ozarks didn't offer enough, they now offer custom printed tees and embroidery in-house. That's right, in-house custom printed tees and embroidery. Have an upcoming event? Need to showcase your school pride? The Ozarks has you covered. The newest and best equipment on the market ready to print high quality designs and graphics on almost any surface now at the Ozarks. The direct-to-garment printers print into the fabric itself to prevent cracking and peeling with the best color and quality to boot. Print on tees, canvas, leather, denim, and so much more. To top it off, the Ozarks embroidery machines produce high-quality results to display your logo with pride. The holidays will be here before you know it, so hurry on into the Ozarks and get a jump start on all your design ideas today. And while you're there, shop the best brands in women's and men's clothing lines and footwear. Dress with the style everyone desires, all at the Ozarks. Located inside Ozark Outpost and Ozark Sportsman Supply off Highway 412 West, barely out of Springdale in Tawnytown. With high school sports from all around Northwest Arkansas, the Ox and Oz Show with Jeff Oxford and Randy Osnes. All right, everybody, we're back. Jeff Oxford joined me by my good buddy, Randy Osnes. I want to remind everybody, hey, if you got something you want us to talk about, send us an email, oxandoz at gmail.com. That's O-X-A-N-D-O-Z at gmail.com. Coach, we just finished up a great conversation with eSports. Was I, I have learned more tonight about a couple of sports that, you know, not only just eSports but bowling also, things I had no clue about, Ox. Hey, they started talking about in bowling, bakers. Oh, hey. When they said bakers, I'm thinking donuts. Well, I threw my hands up. <laughs> I, I had, I had no clue. Yeah, well, he's always thinking yeah, about yeah. food. I'm thinking donuts, coach. <laughs> and they're talking about, it's like, what what we say it was, it's like uh, – uh, Person do first, number one, another one do the second ball, third ball, so forth. So, he, he's lost. Yeah. He's lost. But you first know frame, and then you wouldn't bowl again until the sixth frame. You know what got me off on that? What's up, bud? We mentioned the word Bakers again. <laughs> <laughs> so, And hey. then the esports. I mean, Adrian Risley grew up here, you know, just down the road, Strickler, Lincoln area, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, actually coached some volleyball there, uh, played basketball there, and then, uh, you know, took his family, moved his family out to uh, California to work for Play Versus. Which is, you know, that's a big leap. Of course, he yeah. could kind of, you know, you could tell what he said when he when he talked to, you know, athletic director, even at Hotsaw, he could see what was going on within the future of this. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to bring him back on and talk to him some more about that. There's, there's some interesting things going on up here at the Hill, Ox. Hey, hey, won't you tell everybody what he told us after after we got done talking? He said, we're, we're, I'm still kind of on the skeptic side. Well, here, here's the thing. You and I both, and, and probably more me than him. I was making fun of this, yeah. you know, weeks ago. And, I, and and this is what a lot of people tell me when I talk to them about it from what I've heard. So are you telling me, Coach, now we don't want that kid to go outside and bounce a basketball. We want him to stay in here and play eSports or eGames or whatever it may be. No, we're just trying to get kids involved yeah. and give, you know, more things that they can do. Well, we're talking to Adrian after after the segment was over with, and he's telling us there's $15 million worth of scholarships out there for esports at, at, at the U of A. And yeah, and, and they're building an arena. Yes, at sir. the U of A just for esports. 15 million, coach. And, and you know, there's things that are going on. He said, "Hey, look, there's some other things that are coming down the tubes and down, down the pipes as far as esports are concerned." 
and, and I want to make sure that you guys know about this so you can alert Northwest Arkansas to what I was going on, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we, want to, we want this show to be about as much about high school sports to kids. You know, every time we talk to a coach, we say, hey, tell us about some of your kids that are playing and so on. But now we're getting this information that's coming down the line you know, that is going to be available to, to kids. And it's pretty yeah. cool. And the more information we can get from Adrian, and, of course, Coach Morrison, those guys are going to know also, it's going to be cool to be able to tell them about this. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, I don't know. $15 million, that got my attention. No, that's, that's a lot of scholarships. So then also, uh, you know, we talked we talk with those guys about eSports. There's a lot going on, you know, coming up. Now all of a sudden you're getting into conference season with basketball. Or we're just finishing up some of the holiday tournaments. Mm-hmm. Everybody's prepped, and now all the time it's it's time to make that run, because yeah. I mean we're we're not far from. Uh, and everybody says, well, it seems like basketball season goes forever. Well, there's so many breaks within it, but now all of a sudden we're we're making that stretch run towards the conference tournament. Yeah. And uh, a lot of teams doing great things. I know Ox was talking about Fayetteville High and the eight game winning streak. Uh, you know, boys, uh, gosh, here at home. You know, our boys finished second in the Mountain Home Tournament. The girls finished third. Uh, and Ox, is, he's a basketball junkie. He can tell a lot more about what's going on basketball-wise right now than I can. Hey, boys, you're you starting to get in a really good time of the year now. Uh, you know, now you got people that are starting to get into conference season. Uh, you know, Farmington played played Perry Grove, you know, just last Friday. That was, that was a great match. Or what great, a great, great atmosphere. Great, great game. It's it's a typical Farmington Perry Grove deal. But the best thing about that was, uh, uh, you know, Coach Dugan, her, her husband is battling a medical issue. And both communities come together and, and raise money. They present them a check for, for over $23,000, Coach. That, that's phenomenal. I mean, you know, you've grown up in this. I've grown up this. Brian's moved into this, you know, the Battle of 62. And, and you know, it, it's just amazing how the communities, we, we battle over athletics. But when it's time to come together for something like yeah. this, uh, they, they really come together well. And, and that was just, uh, I mean, you could see, you know, how the people in the arena reacted to it. But most of all, you know, Dugan, how he reacted to it. And it's, it's just, it's a tough situation. And, you know, God bless the two communities coming together yeah. the way they are. Coach, I think it is time for the topic of the night. What are we going to talk about tonight, hey, Let me pick this. Can I pick I'm this? I'm all for you, Bob. Because I well, the last I've time, been I, I said all for you. Last time I did this, it got me in trouble. <laughs> yep. It no, did. Well, no, no, it was a time before. Well, okay. It was two times. And <laughs> it we didn't talk before. about it much prior to, and you boys set <laughs> yes. me up. No, I don't know what not. you're talking about. We did not. That it's was a good a, thing that yeah. one didn't go on there. All I'm saying. Anyway. Okay. What are we going to talk about, you're. I'm sure out of all the years that you've coached, you sit down there on that bucket which I think softball is probably worse than football because I've, I've walked the sidelines with you in football uh, when you was coaching football. And you really can't – you can block out the stands, you know. Uh, it's the same way when we was players. You can block out the stands. Well, there's there's so many – I mean, you have 50 or 60 kids, you know, around you, plus everything's going on in front of you that, you know, there's – there's and then the cheerleaders and everything else that right. you don't hear a lot from the stands. At least I never did, even especially when you're playing. You know, kind of like you when you played hoops. Yeah. I mean, once you get into the game flow of things, very rarely yeah. did you really hear what was going on in no. the stands. But let me tell you, as a coach, you may not notice this, but as I broadcast games and, and as I go to a baseball game or a softball game, I am blown away by the amount of coaching that comes from the stands. I've never heard any. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you something, Coach. You ain't quite as good a coach as you think you are. He he just walks out on the sidelines and goes, 
Silence the mechanism. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it, it happens in every sport, doesn't it? I it mean, does. there's there's a lot of coaching from the stands, and uh, so this is the topic. This is the topic. Coaching from the level. stands. Coaching from the stands. Yep. So so. Tell me about some of the experiences you've heard, because you do. I mean, you and I do football together, but we're up in the press box and very rarely hear much of anything that's going on outside that press box. But you're down there on the floor in basketball. Talk oh, about that okay. a little you bit. You want me to start with basketball? I want, I'll, I'll gladly I'll start with you in basketball. Okay. All right. Basketball, five players. Most of the time, offensives run with five players. I cannot tell you the number of times I heard a parent sitting up behind me when their kid touches the ball. Shoot it! Shoot it! So, who's really coaching? Here's the deal. I know some of them kids heard them because I seen them shoot it. <laughs> so, you know. Well, I will tell you. I will tell you. So, I mean, I I used to love to go watch, you know, any of my kids in sports, but my youngest daughter was a was a very good basketball player, uh, especially when she was very young. And, uh, and and put her in the truck one morning on Saturday morning. We're going to play peewee basketball. And I told her, I said, listen, babe, here's the deal. You know, I really want to see you shoot the ball today. So, why don't you do this? Every time you touch it, I want you to shoot it. Just like what you're talking about. But I, 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 when I got to the game, I didn't say a word. But I had told her. Now, I'm going to say she's probably second or third grade at this time. Maybe fourth. And, and sure enough, boys, the tip comes to her. And down the floor we go. And up the ball goes. Second possession. Ball's thrown to her. She's a little point guard. Boom. Up she goes. I mean, this happened like four or five times in a row. And I'm, I'm smiling. I'm clapping. I'm having a good time. Now, we're 0 for 5 at this time. But we're still throwing them up. <laughs> kind of sounds like my house Yeah, today. coach calls timeout. And all of a sudden, I mean, I'm like, what's going on? Because coach over torquing her pretty good. And she turns and points at me. And the coach turns and looks at me and gives me this eye. Like, I will crush you. Well, the coach is my wife. So, <laughs> she said, she told, she told my wife, daddy told me to shoot every time I touched it. So, yeah, I, I, I quit coaching from the stands. I let the coach well, do the job from that point here, forward. Here's, here's the best one I've ever heard, coach. We are in a basketball game, and it's a girls' basketball game, and it's a pretty physical game. And, you know, basketball over the years has, has got a lot more physical. It's a very physical game. And, and the referee's called a foul. And this lady sitting up behind me, I heard her say her daughter was the one that didn't commit the foul. She got fouled. And she, that girl did get fouled hard. She said, mm, don't you take that from her. You know, so her, here we are in the stands. We're encouraging down on the floor some retaliation. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm turned around. I'm thinking, now, who in the world is – I turn around and I see the lady – I'm like, boys, I'm staying out of this. Yeah. It's a big old lady, and she was mad now. <laughs> so. You know, I've had, you know, coaching softball, coaching football, you always hear, and people call them leather lungs and everything else. I mean, it happens. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough that the players that I've had, you know, I tell them straight up. I say, you can, you can listen to me or you can stand over here beside me, whichever one you want to do. You know, it, you're going to play the way I ask you to play, and I'm going to coach you, and I'm, I'm with you on a – Daily basis, two hours a day at least, and uh, this is how we're going to do things. Now, if you want to take the coaching from the stands, then you probably ought to be playing for whoever it is that's in the stands. Yeah. So I'm going to set you over beside me so you have more time to go with them, I guess. I mean, I we just don't tolerate it. But you go to any game, and, and the peewee games are the, are the best. Uh, basketball is probably good because you hear more of it uh, because you're in a confined area. But uh, you hear it at football too. I mean, it just it happens. Yep. Well – Shouldn't happen, coach. 
Well, here we go. See, I should never, I should never ask him, but I'm going to ask him. Why shouldn't it happen, Ox? It shouldn't happen. Hey, you should be there enjoying watching your kid play. Boy, I agree. Let the person that gets paid to coach them. That's their job. Do I follow you and and tell you how to stock a shelf with bread or? And I'm, I, I, I don't understand. mean that bad about no, no bread the, salesman. My daddy was a bread well, salesman. Do you That's tell why a car- I said that. Do you tell a carpenter, do you drive a 16-penny yeah. nail with a hammer, or you, yeah. do you use a nail gun? I mean, you, you do just I, don't I, tell people how to build homes. I follow Kirk Sims, who's out there at the electric company, and tell him, hey, I want you to hook that wire up over yonder. No, I don't do that. Right. I leave it to the experts. Right. Now, I yelled at my kids a bunch when they were playing, but it's because they're doing stupid stuff. You, but you, as far as coaching from the stands, you're not you're not yelling out. You know, you should be playing man whenever you're playing zone and things like right. that. I mean, you, like you said, uh, and I think it's really great. I mean, I see some folks come to ball games, and, and you can see when they sit down, they've got their coke and their popcorn, and they're ready to enjoy watching their kid play with their friends they've grown up with in a, in a team sport and, and enjoy the game and hopefully win. You know, and then you see others come, and it's just you know, hey, it's all about this situation right here, and you know, and so on. Tough, very very tough. Yep. I'm, I'm, I I mean I agree. It's just coaching, it, even coaching the younger ones. I mean you hear it from, from why in the world did you pull this person to what in the world are you calling a sacrifice bunt for so, something like that. And I, I mean the easiest for me, even with athletes in my family that play. I mean I told my I've told my oldest. Whatever coach tells you, that's what you that's what you go out and do. Don't worry about what what I say or anything like that because his way is going to be his way. Yeah. And, and I just wish more parents would take the approach su- support your player, support the team, and understand that the coach is the one that has that responsibility, not you that's sitting in the stands. Here's here's a pretty simple deal, coach. When my kids were in school, we used to go to the gym. We used to shoot a lot. I'd work with my kids on, on, on how to shoot. I work with the boys on how you block out. But I'd always finish a statement with, if you do this, this will happen. But you be sure you, if we're going to block out, let's say we're doing block you be sure you block out the way the coach tells you to. But if you get to this spot first, you know, stuff like that. But I always finished it up. However your coach tells you to do it, that's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. But... Well, you know, you, if you have too many coaches and they're not and they're not on the same staff, let's say, then the terminology is all different, and maybe you don't learn the same. And all of a sudden, if I'm playing for you, Brian, and and, and Oxford is coaching me also somewhere else, and then I come in with you and you're telling me to do it this way or whatever it may be, you're my coach at the time. I need to be doing what you're asking me to do. You're the one that makes out the lineup card. You're the one called starting lineup right it's kind of like the old deal you know uh, every tribe only needs you know one chief you know, if every player has their own coach boys it just makes it tough it's not one tribe it's yep. it's many yeah so. it, it, yeah now we're kind of getting exactly off topic but i mean we're still talking about it, it coaching all, from the stands. yeah it all cir- circles back because i mean we we had this conversation a couple few weeks back where we were talking about travel ball and au ball and and that sort of thing when when you've got a high school player that is playing, say, basketball, for instance, and this is ha- this has happened to, you know, a high school basketball player who's playing AAU ball and then comes o- comes over to high school, and 
that high school coach says, hey, this is what I want you to do. Well, that's not the way my coach has told me to do it. Well, what coach are you playing for right now? And that sort of thing. And I just wish more people were all on the same page and all coaches. And, and a lot, you know how it is. I mean, it's like in any situation, communications, you know, yeah. is one of the first steps of success. And as long as the coach is telling everybody, look, I'm the coach, this is how we're going to do things. And everybody now has parent meetings. Uh, this is what we're going to do. If you have a situation, please come talk to me. But, you know, I've been doing this for a while. Let's make sure that we're, you know, we're on the same page. Right. So yep. Communication's well, key. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Come softball season, I'll be oh, sitting up here on go. the front row, and I'm going to be coaching. Maybe. Hey, Kings Row, right behind where I set my bucket, there's about four or five of y'all that normally show up at least once a week. <laughs> To watch a ball game, and I get to hear it for a while. But uh, yeah, it's you know it's what? Good every times. once in a while, though, you get mad and you turn around and give us the evil eye. I would never do that. Ah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> All right, hey, coach, you got anything else? No, it's been a great show. Great yeah. show. I will tell you this: uh, we've got some things going out on Twitter this week, uh, kind of doing some uh, social media ad- advertising. Uh, Madison O's social media advertising. Uh, if you want to reach her about doing some uh, media advertise, social media advertising, you can reach her at me.osnes at gmail.com. We sure appreciate what she's doing for the Oxenaz Show. We, we sure do, and we, we appreciate all of our sponsors. Remember, if you visit our sponsors, please tell them you, you heard about us here on the Oxenaz Show. And, and Coach, a lot of great stuff tonight. Hey, we want to thank uh, Coach Jared Morrison, uh, Adrian Risley, and Coach Kelly Matthews over at Gentry. Uh, good show, and we appreciate those folks coming on and talking yeah. with us. You bet. Brian Dean, you got anything? You took the words out of my mouth already. Oh, yeah. Hey, I want to wish everybody, let's see, tomorrow's, this New show will come Eve. out tomorrow. Yeah, be New Year's New Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Hope everybody has a safe New Year's. We will be back next week. And uh, boys, get ready. Basketball season starting to kick off. It's heating up, you know. And we got the we got we got some bowling getting ready to come on. We still got to find out something about some swimming and some wrestling. That's uh, right. We need to get yeah. uh, Nico back on yeah. and talk about what's going on within the world wrestling. All right, everybody. I hope everybody has a great week from the Ox and Oz show. We'll see you later.